Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And Stat Pat to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation, we running the town. Yeah, it's the Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. We are here another week. We are live at 8.30 p.m. every Sunday. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. As yes, always, yes, yes, I'm yes. joined by my co-host, yes. Money Mike. Step out. Let's start with Money Mike. Money Mike, how are you doing? Man, I'm good. We lost a legend this week, though. We did. You know, we got we got to talk about that, too. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Step Hat, how you feeling? We in this bitch, Yeah, man. yeah, yeah you ready, today. Right? We ready today. Let's go, man. Right, we so, in this so bitch. For show, is. man. For show. Lots to talk about today, guys. Okay. So, we all know that uh, the Westbrook Lakers are trying to trade or, or do something with Westbrook. Uh, Coach Ham says he wants him, but he's got to say that. Um, There's been lots of rumors out, lots of talk about, uh, you know, different trade options or, or, you know, possible trades. Um, Obviously, the Nets, Kyrie Irving was a big one. Um, That has seemed to die down a little bit. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, and uh, that's usually a good sign to actually Mm -hmm. get something done, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you. But um, there was a rumor, or at least something came out this weekend, that a possible three-team trade. Money Mike, can you go over that for us? Man, look, this is so ridiculous. Right? So then, <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't understand. Already. Like, what, what, what exactly are we doing? Right? Okay. So there's a proposed three-team trade where Westbrook is going to get bought out by Utah. They got uh, Utah with Sam Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks, a combination of two players, including Patrick Beverly, and Jordan Clarkson, Bonjon Bonjanovic, or Malik Beasley to the Lakers. And the Jazz will receive a significant uh, amount of draft picks and compensation from the Knicks and the Lakers. And then they buy out Russell Westbrook, and then they're off the hook there. Right, and the Knicks also would, would have to be part of veteran salary fillers such as Derrick Rose to make the salaries work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, look. I always have said, look, I'm not into getting, like, name brand players. Right. You know, like, I want a team to be able to have to, to have players that have where they know what their roles are and they can be effective. But come on now. Like, Jordan Clarkson, love Jordan Clarkson. Okay. He's mm-hmm. cool. You know, since we're in the year, I think he definitely can help the team. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, I mean, do I, do I really want Patrick Beverly? You know, like, I mean, do I really want him? I know what he's going to give. He's going to change. I love the culture they changed when he was over in Minnesota. But we ain't got no time for that. Like, you know, you know, we don't have right. time for Patrick Beverly right now. And Bonjanovic, all right, you know, I think I'd rather just keep Westbrook. I mean, I don't know. I'd, rather, I'd really rather keep Westbrook. Maybe because I'm interested in seeing – what Darmaham would do it. Mm-hmm. Stat, um, I think the ship has sailed with Westbrook. Yes. I don't think he wants to be here. Right. Uh, we kind of talked uh, this weekend about that trade. We weren't so turned off by it. In fact, right. we actually kind of thought it was maybe solid. Yes. Uh, what, go ahead and, and share your thoughts on that. Yeah, because, um, you know, and going back to what Money was saying beforehand, we were always talking about how the Lakers are always missing on these trades because they're always looking at the star power. They're always trying to get the big three 
you know, and they need to sometimes need to have a cohesive unit. And so when I'm looking at this trade, I'm looking at how some of these players can fit and put the onus now back on AD and LeBron James to do their jobs. But we do need a solid nucleus. Now we got Lonnie Walker. I think he's going to be a nice piece. Thomas Bryant is going to be a better center that we had. And Reeves couple, is coming you know, back. Reeves is coming back. You know, we have these guys that are coming back. Um, then we also, I like, I like Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. I, I like that's a solid piece right there. That's a rotational person. That's a solid yep. starter. Yep. That is going to give them some stability. So if we're looking at trying to, you know, go back to just being a unit, and that's one thing we did, did have in 2020. We did yeah. have a cohesive unit, and it wasn't a lot of star power. And the only star power we had was AD and, and LeBron. LeBron. And everybody else pretty much was just, like Mike was saying, just knowing their roles. And I think, you know, look, you have a pest like Patrick Beverly. You hate playing against him, but you want him on your team. Yep. You know what I'm saying? If yep. he's on your team, yes, he's, he's loud, he's boisterous, he's telling a lot of stuff that we don't like because he was a clipper. And he was still talking mess when it was Minnesota, but he's, then he puts on our uniform, and now he's our, you know, he's our Doberman. He's yep. our irritant, yep. you know what I'm saying? Yep. And yep. so I see positive in it. And then the biggest positive, if anything, that hasn't, we cannot overstate is the fact that Westbrook would be off the team. Having him off the team, having that energy off the team, I think is going to be beneficial because I think they're going to put that chapter behind them. I'm like, Mike, I am kind of intrigued. But seeing how, you know, Darvin Ham would go ahead and use him. The same way but, he would be intrigued by driving past a car crash. I just kind of want to see you, it. You know, man. No. <laughs> no. It's that same uh, level of intrigue. Uh, being that it's our team that Since may you be put it that way, you know, car crash. Not, not intrigue is the right word. But, um, but I, I would say that, you know, if he was on there, it would be kind of to see what he has. But I think if nothing else, like you said, the ship has sailed. And if he's known a team on in night one by trade deadline, he's going to be off the team. Does anybody feel bad that I, – I really do think Westbrook – and I have a, I don't know why I have a soft spot for him, mm-hmm. but you know. But I, I, I think – Well, because he has heart. Westbrook is not, to me, as bad as everybody's putting out there, you know, mm. for him. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I think he definitely – I just think he was just really put in the wrong position over here, like, on our team. Um, and he had a horrible coach, you know – uh, uh, yeah. You can't argue how so, how much the coach makes. Yeah, I mean time. Vogel really yeah, messed so, him up. Yeah, all the lineups he threw. So you really can't yeah. argue that. I agree. Right. And so I mean, look, I, I don't know why. I mean, listen, I saw what everybody saw. It, it was really bad. Um, but I just think that definitely under the right situation, Westbrook still is a is a great player for the league. Now, one thing about Westbrook that I was I was okay? Like, look, even I'm gonna say this is crazy. I'm I was okay with the missed shots. I'm mean, not missed. I missed jumpers. I was even kind of like, damn, he turned that ball over a little bit a too lot. much for my taste, my liking, Man. right? Right. But what really got to me, where I'm thinking that it just it was I couldn't stomach anymore, was pretty much how many layups did this guy miss? Yeah. Like he missed so chippies. much layups, chippies. Like I need you to make those. If you can make layups. His whole percentage and everything would have been up a little, at least three percentage points in the field goal percentage. He would have got a lot of am ones. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that hit point, percentage point game, it would have changed momentum. Like, he missed so many layups that that's where I need somebody to be able to finish and then, you know, be a facilitator. And I'll work about the, but you're not giving me anything. There was no, okay, so I would play it this way. If we really had, you know, I would pose this to you, um, um, Sims, like, 
what is his pluses? What is what is the things that he brings to the table that we can't live without if he did leave? And that's the and that's the question that yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to I, what did he do well that I'm saying can he stay on his team without? The problem is is he did nothing well last year. Right. He was consistently mediocre to almost a liability for the team. Um I'm ready to move on. I think most Laker fans are ready to move on. We know that one way or the other, 2023, 2024, he ain't on the team. This is his last mm-hmm. year. He ain't going to reset. Right. It, even if it, well, I guess if they go to a title and they're great, but I don't see that happening. Uh, money, so, money. So- I, I would ask you this, Money. Um, would you feel like the Lakers are in a better position today as far as assets to improve their team if we were talking about trading Jordan Clarkson, uh, Bogdanovich, and maybe Rose because he was thrown in there? Do you think we can get net something better for the team than we can just by trying to toss Russell Westbrook? I think so. So I think that in itself proves that those assets are better than Westbrook because we could net something back for them by the trade deadline as well if we needed to. Yeah, but see, that, I think that's the thing, though. Like, we, we've we known that there's a whole lot, been a whole lot of different trade scenarios, like, all mm-hmm. year, right? And and this looks like to be the one that's really picked up the steam mm-hmm. because nothing else really was going to um, happen. And I, and I think definitely one of the issues is that LeBron kind of doesn't want Westbrook on the team. I mean, mm-hmm. I've heard, I think both I've heard those stories him. there. So my only question is then, okay, if we go and we accept this trade, um, are we a championship contending team? You know, and, and, and if we are, if everybody plays their role, if AD stay healthy, yep. then I'm 100% okay with this. I, I think but if, you have to be. But if, if Who's that we, defensive guard um, that we picked up? Not Walker, but it's another guy. It's a guy, I forgot his name. Um, if you can look that up for yep, me. I'll find it. Um, I, 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 I like th- that piece. I'm, I'm thinking Lonnie Walker has the athleticism that we missed. One thing that the Lakers didn't miss in, in, in last year was athleticism. You can see it across the board. We were not being able to get back on D. If there was a quick team, they were running out the gym. If they had, you know, pogo sticks, they were basically getting all the rebounds. We were just ball watching. You know what I'm saying? And so, of course, we traded all the old dudes, and then we replaced them with younger guys that are, have, like, something to prove. Um, I like that. I like the energy that is going to be I, – I think it's good DJ? for the – DJ Augustine? Um, Bazemore's gone. No, no it's I don't think some, they've updated it a lot. No, it's, it's – uh, no, uh, you could just look up um, Los Angeles uh, free agents. Jose Toscana Anderson, Juan? Yeah, I like him. Okay. Um, um, I like uh, well, JTA, and Wolf then it's, uh, there's another one. Um, Junior, Damian Jones. Okay, there's another guard. Okay. Start with a T. Stanley Johnson. Hmm. I'll figure out. Okay, we'll no we'll talk about it next time. But um, Winning Gabriel and I and I like the pieces that we picked up. Um, Max Christie because you know we're. I mean, he's not that bad. We're, Tony Brown Jr. There it is. There it is. Tony Brown. Okay. Okay. Defensive specialist. Okay. Going to get us into that mode where we're getting back to where we were before in 2020, being a defensive unit, having Lonnie Walker also be a part of that second unit with athleticism. You have now Thomas Bryant. I think we picked up another big man. I forgot his name. Um, James Damon Jones. So Damon you should. And see we also we old. also uh, gave uh, Huff a contract from the G League. Okay. Yep. So yep. you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. so the the and there you go. Thank you, my man. Uh, yep. Duan's right up there with us, man. Thank Perfect. you. Doing good work. Um, see, and that's what I'm saying. So 
if you did say looking at that team right now, and then you do add say to Bogdanovich, you do add now Clarkson Clarkson to that. You do now add you know even the um, Derrick Rose Derrick Rose. You now have pieces that we didn't have. We didn't have anybody. And if Darvin Ham is as good as we think he is, then he's got something to work with. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm excited for not just that trade, but we need bodies and we need rotation people and we need to be able to adjust. And we didn't have any of those options like that last year. I believe this sets us up way better for the future. Yes. Yeah, it definitely does. A much longer uh, play, um, maybe into 2024 when LeBron can get get his son. Um, So – which segues to what money wants to talk yeah. about. Well, right yeah, because now. see, this is what I don't understand, right? I do not understand where we're literally looking at the writing on the wall. We saw right. where he was ranked, you know, at the beginning of when he started his high school career. Right. And we see that he's dropped like 40 points. Yes. He was ranked like you know, 21 in the nation. Now he's number 16 in the nation. Yes. And LeBron's over here. You know, sitting around acting like um, he he's not doing what Dwayne Wade was doing, right? Dwayne Wade understood that his, you know, he realized, hey, he wasn't good enough to start over at Sierra Kane, so I'm just gonna put him on the G League, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a, because I run that team now, mm-hmm. and he's not gonna probably sniff the NBA. He may have to go the Gary Payton route. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Be down there a couple years. Yeah, you got to grind. Look, look, dog. He ain't he ain't there. He ain't ready. He's not ranked number one. You know, let's let's just see what this is. Like we 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 know. Like he's not you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it, it just ain't happened. There's a whole lot of super all stars. You know that Michael Jordan never had anybody in the league. Like right. Isaiah Thomas mm-hmm. never had nobody in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, so look, your player, your your son may not make the league. Man, it's okay. You know what I mean. Sharif, kind of mm-hmm. not really making the league either, right? Mm-hmm. Like we Pippen we drafted him. Pippen and, Junior is gonna play. Yeah, yeah, but Pippen Junior had to go four years yeah. of be undrafted, mm-hmm. and he may make the team. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. so he may be a journeyman. He may be a great Payton yep. Junior. Like sometimes we just gotta admit what it is. Like you know. We, we we knew that LiAngelo Ball was not the best ball brother, right? right? Like you know, we we always said it. Everybody knew that Lamelo was the best one, yep. right? Right, and that has been proven. Yes, right. Like, look, we know this. Yes, the look, Ronnie is not the one. You know what's funny about that? Because I think there was like um last this past week, I think they had um of. Uh, pictures of LeBron in the in the in the uh, Ronnie and guess, Bryce, the, I believe. And, yeah. Bryce. Now they look. I think at, Bryce may be better. Now that's what we're about to talk about. Right. Because now you're looking at them; they stand next to each other, six, and Bronny is six six. Uh, what? Bronny six was three, three to six right? six, I believe. And I, I think Bryce is taller than Bryant now, right? And he's yeah. younger right now, and younger, and yeah. he's six six. And he's I'm thinking worst. like he got potential might be six eight six nine, and that's yeah. what we're talking about. That's what we're looking at. You know what I'm saying? In order for him to be that short, his jumper has to be super wet. You know what I'm saying? You can't be that and then live off of athleticism when you're still not that athletic. You know what I'm saying? Your your dad is 6'8 and a freak. And a freak. Should be playing tight end. You know what I'm saying? But he's playing basketball because he can just run over fools. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he I mean he got skill. I'm not taking nothing away from LeBron, but I'm just saying his weight, his athletic 
ability is what put, sets him apart from a lot of people, right? Um, and his son wasn't gifted with that. Same thing with, you know, uh, Michael Jordan Jr. Right. And I was going, this is another point I want to make. Have we, and you guys can maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember any, like, legendary player have a son that is just as good as him when they come to the league. Now, it's always a guy in the league. You know, there's a guy in the league, and then, like, he might have a son that's better than him. Pace in point, Jelly Bean. Curry. Pace in point. Um, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. You, uh, Dale and Steph. You also Clay. have um, who? Clay. Clay. You have Clay. Mm-hmm. You also have um, Jeremy Grant now. I mean, he's better right. than Harvey. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying Horace. Horace is uncle. Harvey is yeah. that. Yeah. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, yes. But have you seen it where it's like, like, my, no. my, Magic Johnson's son, you know, you, you know Magic Johnson's son, he's playing basketball. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you haven't seen anybody no. that right. is legendary. Well, legend, and, and then they're, they're, legendary. They're, now, you see that a lot in baseball. You see that a lot in football. Something about basketball, it doesn't translate when they're just the guy is being super so good. But it may be because of hunger. Because those guys are so good, these guys are entitled, and they don't work as hard, you know? Maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know. But that's a really question for, like, more deeper research. But uh, anybody listening to the show maybe want to go ahead and let us know because I don't know anybody that is bombed that had a son that was just as bombed. So, right. right. No. Um, I, I, what I'm looking at here, and I'm, I'm looking outside of basketball, I'm looking at the, the family-son dynamic, and I, I believe Braun was quoted years ago as saying he regrets giving Bronny his name just because of the pressure that that builds. I'm sorry. I want to play with my son in the NBA. So what are you doing now? What are you doing now? <laughs> I mean, he drops a 67, and he's thinking, damn, I don't know. They're going to have to draft me in the third round, second round. What am I going to right. go and draft? Whatever. I mean, talk about the pressure. I mean, what? Ah, yeah. that's what I'm looking. I'm thinking, okay, the ball, brother. Okay, you get LaVar. Yeah. But this is on a different yeah, level of pressure. It is definitely. This is, I'm, in my career, this is the best possible thing I could ever do is play with my son <laughs> who may not be good enough to make it. Man, he's like literally saying, I want to play with my son in the NBA. And his son's like, oh, sh- shit, I'm, I'm NBA. I guess talent? I'm going to the NBA. I guess I'm going to make it to the NBA now. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm 12 years old, and yeah. I got to make it to the NBA. We've been hearing about this for a while. Long now. time. Okay, it's not like we just been hearing about he wanted to play with his son three years ago. He's been saying that for a while now. And so, like you said, talk about pressure of just trying to make the league Mm -hmm. and then be a a one-and-donner. That's hard enough. Like, literally be in such an elite player that he, like, chill out, pump the brakes. That's That's why, you know, it's kind of cool when you've seen, um, what's the guy's name? Here's my question. How come nobody's telling him that his son's not getting up? Dude, are you serious right now? Who's going to tell him that? Look, he knows. Who's going to tell him? He knows. And that's another thing. He knows. Don't you think he's getting ahead of it? Him putting leverage on the Lakers and not signing his contract, because that's rumors. Allegedly, there's rumors that's saying that he's putting pressure on the Lakers to be in a position in 2024 to to at least draft Bronny. That means if they they got to trade people to do so, make it happen. Now, I think he's doing that because he's know damn well there's nobody going to draft him. And if they do draft him, they're doing a second-round contract and there's no guarantees because he can get cut. You know what I'm saying? And then LeBron's supposedly go to your team. That's not realistic. So he's trying to put so, pressure I mean, on the So Lakers. what are we doing? I mean, are we trying to win a championship or are we trying to please 
LeBron. But we doing that. We we doing that first and foremost, appeasing him. Darn you. Well, I don't. I don't think we're. I don't think we're in the worrying about winning a championship right now until of just. Well, why not? I mean, that's what it should be about. We should be about, but this is also this is a mom and pop operation and looking Man, at revenue. See, I mean, this is what really frustrates me. That's where I look at it. This is what frustrates me about LeBron is because you have all these LeBron apologists and nobody's pointing out the fact that he literally is trying to not hold any franchise, you know, uh, uh, accountable. The stranglehold. He's trying to hold the story franchise, the storybook franchise. You know, you know what I mean? Like he, sure. he, nobody should ever hold storybook franchise. Los Angeles Lakers, Boston Celtics. Right. You know, you're not bigger than that. Right. You're you're just not. Like we, do you know what we've done? What our history is? How can you have that much power mm-hmm. to want to force something that we know? Like, dude, your 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 son sucks. He ain't good enough. You know what I mean? Right. Why why can we not say that? This dude is not blowing up. He ain't averaging 30 points. He ain't doing what he's, LeBron he's was He's not doing. climbing the ring. No, he's not. He's, he's dropping He's dropping the he, he's not, Yeah, like I mean, because, because everybody else in his category is excelling mm-hmm. and growing. And the gap between I have a superstar dad who plays basketball and can give me tips versus I don't and I'm learning from coaches and on my own, that's getting smaller mm-hmm. with natural God-given talent that these other kids have. Mm-hmm. So so he had, sure, he was up there because he had the tips, he had Braun behind him, he had all these this info. Now, that's, these players are catching up yes. with knowledge and you're seeing that. Yeah, you see it. You see I mean, it. look, LeBron knows what a star, oh, he knows. high school player, looks like. Yep. LeBron knows what a player that could bypass college mm-hmm. to make it to the NBA mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. That's not his son. Right. By right. no means. Right. Right. Nobody's looking at him, talking about projecting him to be even a second-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. But but LeBron, so why would he want, like you said, why would he want to put that pressure on his son, number one, and on any franchise, number two? You know, you said something right now about who, why, why is it not by any anybody saying anything to him? And I think, especially, especially when we're talking about like holding the storied franchise, you know, a hostage, and not having anybody in the building that's going to be able to step up to him and say something like, like we don't do that here. Now, I'm gonna tell you one person that did do that. That was Pat Riley. Yeah. Pat Riley didn't take his stuff. Nope. Look, man, you want to come over here? You want to do that? We'll move heaven and earth over here for you. But if you want to go back to Cleveland, you go back to Cleveland. I'm not going to beg you to stay. You know what you've done here. You don't want to continue doing that here. You don't have to do that here. But here, go. Go be great. Thank you for the championships, but we'll move on. And we're going to keep, you know, we're yeah. going to keep it going. You know, and that's when we, when you talk about that strong leadership, you know, and we, at this point, we're a rudderless, rudderless boat at this time. We don't have any strong leadership. We don't have any direction. We don't know what we're, our, our focus is. Like I was saying before, yeah, the focus should be championships. But we're still trying to make sure that we keep free agents here happy. And we're trying to, you know, basically, you know, appease them. You yeah, know? and I'm, listen, I was convinced by Darwin Ham's press conference I need over him to tell him, like, little dog, you know, it's about right now. This is my team. What you could do. You know what I mean? We need to win a championship. Stop all that BS that you're talking about trying to get your son on the team. Like, mm-hmm. that's just, it's just so ridiculous. I mean, we'll know. 
right? We'll know because uh, uh, he has to do one year, right, in mm -hmm. college. If he ain't ready, he possibly an undrafted player. Is is he going to stick around for that second he's gonna, year? He's is, definitely is, is going Ron to going to last he's, long he's enough? He's definitely going to go to elite. He's not going to take okay. a chance. To go, he's go straight to he's the, not going to take yeah. a chance to get a scholarship and put himself on front street. Imagine if Duke puts him out there oh, and he gets and exposed, he just get exposed. exposed. He would get exposed. It would be everybody would be looking at dunk bait. I mean, yeah. seriously, it would be like right. The, right. the game of the week. It would be him versus somebody else, and they would use that as an opportunity. It's kind of like when De'Aaron Fox did every time he saw Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Every time he saw Lonzo Ball, he was like, I'm going to take his I'm lunch. I'm gonna take his lunch, man. Every time, dude, because yeah. he's they say he's better than me. Well, well I gotta show him. Yep, yep I gotta yep. show him. Man. Every this is the showcase, and he's still doing it. He's still, and he's yeah. still doing it. Every he time they match up, he still he takes it personal. personal. Absolutely, and that's what I'm saying. You know, absolutely. Is he gonna get put in Dominique Lee? He has to. He probably because, why, because, why does he have to? Well, we'll because see. he's going to get. He's going. It, to, this it, is it, a showcase. Elite is the showcase. Yes, but I'm just trying to understand. So this guy. Is the end all of everything, right? So whatever he say, go. Who is you talking about? LeBron James. I mean, he's been that way for the past. He's brought years. so much money to the league. I mean, they're, they're gonna. It's so ridiculous. It, it is, but, but you I mean, gotta you gotta understand though. You don't say you you do understand. You no, just don't like I, it. I, yeah, look, you understand. You just don't like it. Good call. Good call. You I mean, get look, it. You don't like it. My comparison would be like Tom Brady, right? You know, like yeah. in the NFL. But Tom Brady, he's he just does like what he does in. And if he goes decide he wants to move the team and he, he, he hey call Gronk and say, Hey, come out of retirement, come play with me. Hey, go get, you know, um A B and, and and play. He's done that so same type of things. He's gotten players to come to a team, you know, that he literally went and handpicked. So I understand the respect that you have for players like that. But at some point in time, these players have to be able to perform, right? Right. Gronk performed. Cool. Yes. We'll rock with him. A B after the fool. All right, cool. You out. You know what I mean? Like at some point in time, I think that should be the standard, at least at minimum. Like, okay, we're gonna try. it it completely degrades the league. If yeah. guys are getting mm -hmm. in based on nepotism, um, they don't yeah. have the skills. But you gotta be talent. able to perform though. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. If you but don't see, then they, they get, get they get what see, that's it is a results league, though. Because at the end of the day, you put them on the team, and we're going we're gonna to see in the first five games, right? We're going to see if you help me. Because if I'm a coach, my, I got my, my, my career is at stake. Online, exactly. You know, it's online. If I can't be throwing you out there because I got LeBron over my shoulder talking about playing my son, man, you going to pay my child? Okay, so we for sure making the playoffs this year, right? We, we no, know we have to. <laughs> because yeah, yeah, yeah. if we don't. Health in line, we're there. If, line, if we're we don't, then yeah. this dude should have no say-so. Or whatever it's yeah. based on. If he misses the playoffs two years in a row this late in his career, then you got to get rid of him. Yeah, it's a Got to get rid of him. It's I, a wrap. Hey, get rid of him. Get, then you I love would, that. Then you would uh, get rid of the guy. Um, okay, so there was one more rumor um, out there that I read. It was just on Bleacher Report, as a matter of fact, and we've discussed this as well. Uh, the rumor is, and it's always a uh, source says, uh, some Laker execs want to trade AD. They feel AD is the one that should be traded. Keep Ron. Keep Westbrook, trade AD, get the assets, and build from there. Um, we obviously understand why it's not his talent. It's not his drive. It's his inability to stay healthy. Um, what do you think about that as an option? I don't like it at all. You don't like it? I don't like it. And um, 
I I really believe it's going. I'm 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 hoping. I'm hoping, but I think it's going to be the AD revenge season. And if we do see a healthy AD motivated and pissed off, I think that is the scariest thing that we've seen. Because is I, he it, motivated? Is he pissed off? But he has to be because everybody's calling him. You know, they're calling him Mr. Glass. Yep. They're, they're really they, we've been doing that. But they're pinning this. No, but but it's last it's year, heavy now. but last year they pinned pretty much the the title hopes on his injury status before it was like well if we had a you know ad played all the season then he got hurt at the end and then it was like oh we had a healthy ad then we win mm-hmm. now we're like ad has to stay as a prerequisite he has to stay healthy first if we stay healthy i think his talent is going to shine he's going to be in shape he's not going to come in out of shape like he was two years ago he's going to come in shape and i think he's tired of people talking shit they're talking so Easy. much shit. I believe so. I mean, think about like remember he said, I haven't touched a basketball in five in in, in in two months. And he got flamed for it. And now all you see in is this AD shooting picture yeah. with you know lethal with shooter. lethal shooter. He's yep. just out there in the gym now. He's putting in that work because he's he's listening. He's listening to the narrative. So I'm thinking now if he comes back, he will be motivated because who's gonna stop him? Nobody can stop him. This he's got to be hungry. He has to be hungry. If he's not hungry, and then he can be he traded. Too. One title is okay. Well, he got to be traded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he got to be hungry. I mean, you got to be hungry. This is a make or break year for a whole lot of people. Yeah, for a lot of people. Yeah, except for Dar- Darvin Ham. Mm. You know, I think Darvin Ham. Is... Name the people that that you think it's the make and break. Let's go there, and then well, and, and I, after I, that, we'll cut to break. Go ahead. I, I think it definitely LeBron is a, is definitely make or break because I mean, no matter how you look at it, narrative of him, we did not make the playoffs. We didn't literally, we didn't even get in the play yet. Correct. Um, AD, 100% also, you know, he has to be healthy. He has to play at least 65 games. That's my minimum that AD has to play. Um, it, it, I would say Westbrook and Westbrook is on the team also. Mm-hmm. But I think definitely these three superstars, you know, who we have, these Hall of Fame players, are definitely, these are make or break. I'll, I'll add a name to that. Uh, Jeannie Buss. I do believe that Jeannie Buss has to do something with this team this year. They cannot, like you said, miss the playoffs twice with this type mm-hmm. of payroll, this type of star power, regardless, yeah. regardless of AD's athleticism or injuries or whatever it might be. I believe that now that doesn't mean she has to sell the team, but if, if they miss the playoffs again, she may have to step down and put someone in no, that role. I, I think, if we have another bad season, we gotta get rid of Pulika. Yeah, I think he will be the first domino to go first yeah. before we get on the the Rambi. And um, I would say that what's what's really is the thing that I think that's the most um, glaring is that is we're gonna lose trust as a fan base. We're gonna lose trust in this whole organization. We're already starting to hear the rumblings. We're turning on our players already. We're turning on AD right now. You know, we're looking at it like, man, we're frustrated. Cannibalizing. Like, you got to go ahead and get this done. If you're not getting it done, we're going. You could ship. You could be shipped out. That's why people are saying that he could be traded. Two yep. years ago, it was like he just got to get healthy. But it was nobody even thinking about trading him after the Phoenix series. No way. We're like, come back. Yes. Be healthy again. Come back. Now he got hurt again. Didn't play most of the season, and now people are rumbling about him being traded. Same thing with Genie. If you, like you said, if the same we get the same result, second or first round knockout, or make playing in the play in, or we don't make the playoffs, worst worst case scenario, 
then the road, the confidence we have in that organization as a fan base is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at right now. So, yes, all three and Jeannie, um, we've pretty much already called Palinka the puppet. Mm-hmm. We don't believe that he has any kind of, you know, GM skills. and anything. I think we, we all think that's um, um, Clutch Sports is the one that's running all these personnel decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's LeBron. So, of course. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so I, I'm starting to feel like LeBron's problem. It could be. It could I'm be. All right. We have more to talk about. We're going to come right back. We're going to take a break. Uh, after a word from our sponsors, please take a listen because they're awesome and they make the show possible. We'll be right back. The Profanity Nation podcast. United One Protection Services. With over 30 years of experience, United One Protection Services has more expertise and knowledge than the other security companies combined. Residential, commercial, municipal, or institutional, United One Protection Services does more than just security. We protect your livelihood. United One Protection Services. Be sure to visit the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center for all your 420 needs. They have everything from baby jeeters to stizzy cartridges, fuzzies, pre-rolls, great deals on eighths, raw garden diamonds. They have your gear. They have Papa and Barkley relief patches. After a hard workout, you need those CBDs. You know that. They have plenty of edibles to choose from. Be sure to hit up the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center. Hey, welcome back uh, to the Profanity Nation. Uh, and we just want to go and lead into this segment. Uh, we lost a great one. Uh, we lost uh, um, Vin Scully, a uh, longtime voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And, um, you know, I, I when I first heard it, man, it was really, like, sad because, I mean, there's so many people that love hearing, you know, it's time for Dodgers baseball. And, you know, and we're all old enough to remember where we were when we saw – the yeah, Kurt Gibson video, not to remember. Right? Yeah, right, right. He, <laughs> he came with the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Period. He came with the team, bro. Like, like so. Um, but you know the the Kurt Gibson um, home run in the '88 uh, World Series legendary. against. I mean, legendary. Um, I just saw something that he called. He called it Hank Aaron. Yes, that one. He I just saw he called the Hank Aaron home run. Right. He also called. He, the, um, the catch, the catch by Dwight, Dwight, or Dwight Clark, Montana to Clark. Um, just think about that. I, <laughs> they were looking at the Hall the of Fame game, moments. and they were giving him his props in the Hall of Fame game because his voice is on loop in, in Canton. Like, is that dude is in that Hall, NFL Hall of Fame and in, uh, in the MLB Hall of Fame, you know? And you know, he's up there with Chick now. You know, yeah. and that's the, you know, and then, you know, you think about how us, if you, if you follow, uh, you know, you follow baseball, you got Vin, 
You can follow basketball. You had chick. You got the Kings jersey on right now. You know about Bob Miller. Like we have been blessed with oh, the man. greatest voices in the all of sports. Oh, you yeah. know, and and for been so here long. in Los Angeles, for and so long. Oh. it just it's just sad the fact that we are not no longer going to have his presence. Mm-hmm. You know, he was already retired, but you knew he was around. It was just, and he was ninety four. So you know, like we already talked about this before. Like you know. We're at an age where our heroes are going to be passing on. Yeah, yeah but he, and, um, yeah, but you know, you know what it is. What's really interesting when you see, I don't know what it is. Like you, when once you get up in age, you kind of expect it, and then it's almost like a point when like he, they gonna live forever. Right. You yeah, know what I mean? They're, you know what I'm saying? Like they still here. Immortal. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, and that's what's so crazy about it because like this guy still was calling games yeah. up till. He was like 90. Yeah. And, you know, he had no Alzheimer's. He was sharp. Oh, he man. was still walking around. Like, yeah. all the ailments that you would hear, uh, you know, at, at 90, 90 years old to have, he didn't have it. No. So, like, he was he was the, you know, fully, full-blown healthy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, and yeah. then it was like, nah, I just don't want to do it no more. Not, mm. not that he couldn't. Right. You know, and, and like I said, like, you just, man, he's so legendary. And, and, and you see the impact that he had like a month leave because you have other teams. I think the Chicago uh, mm-hmm. Saints hit me up to the ball game, you know, with, with, with him using his voice and yes. the Giants who, you know, are rivals. Rival to, team. They respect. To, to the, they gave like respect to Vince Scully. So, yeah, we, it, it really is a, a sad – I was really sad to hear, you know. But, yeah, like I said, the 88 call. You know, it, it was amazing. But you know what's so crazy about Vin Scully is his stories. Like he had the craziest yes. stories yes. about every player you yes. never heard yes. of. Yes, you know what I mean. It could be a, a rookie. This is the first time back. this reliever is coming in. He grew up and blah blah blah. blah right. Instantly, right. you like and what he was in about? when he was in third grade. <laughs> you know, it's like. See, you knew, like but, that's how you you yes. were introduced to yes. every team, but, but every see, player. But see, exactly. but that's not the dope part. When he was a third, there's a base hit down the line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, and then right, go right, right back to it. Right. And go right back to the story. <laughs> and then miss a beat. Not miss a beat. Yeah, you know, but yeah. like no, like so he literally you listen to him. Yes. And then it, it's like all that dead time, and when people will say baseball is boring, yes. oh, you listen to Vin, yes. and you're not bored because you yes. know. He knew how to fill in the spots and kept you in the game the whole time. Yeah, and that's what. So going back to the Giants, so he was he was a kid in New York. His first love, his first team that he loved was the New York Giants. So he liked the Giants with his childhood team. He tried to get a job, you know, with you know the um, I think the Yankees or somebody in there, and they wouldn't hire him. So he. Did something, I think, in Washington, D.C. or something like that. And the Dodgers broadcast heard him and then brought him in. And then while he was out here, the Yankees at one point tried to come for him and say, would you like to come? You're a New York native. Mm-hmm. You can come here. Wouldn't you like to go ahead and be, you yeah. know, the, the voice of the Yankees? Now imagine, you know what I'm saying? Vince Scully mm-hmm. would be Jesse Revered if he was the, oh, the, the voice of the Yankees. But he turned them down, and they wanted to be just the voice of the uh, of the Dodgers. And one thing I like about him, going back to what you were saying, Money, is the his delivery. Yeah, it was like it was almost poetic the way he talked about the sport. 
You know, you he, you could tell that he loved the sport and he was always interested in anybody. That's anybody. He's 90, he's 80, he's 70 years old, and he's calling games and talking about a 22-year-old. As if it's his first game. He's right. calling with the same excitement. The same excitement of yeah. this guy being yeah. 22 years old. Yeah. And he's done that throughout his whole career. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and one thing I did like about, you know, the contrasting styles with base, I mean, with Chick Hearn and Vince Gully. When you got Chick Hearn, Chick Hearn was like, I would say, like, if I want, I don't want to get in trouble or anything like that, but kind of like a man's man, like you know, kind of like he was talking to it, but he didn't. I wouldn't say layman's terms, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he talked in the port in, in a way that you could understand it. Yeah. But he was like with an edgy, with an edgy, a little yeah. real, like yeah. a little edgier. Yeah. 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 You know, you have Vin, very refined, yeah. very elegant. The way his delivery, way rated on everything. Yes, very, Disney, very Disney, very in a Disney, sense. very yeah. mom. Like yeah. you know, mom and pop kind of like just you feel like apple pie. You know yep, what I'm saying? Exactly. Like just that kind of guy. That's the kind of feel he made it for war. What you call it? You can tell if you were if the Lakers were didn't were dogging it. Hey man, Chigger yeah, called them out right. at his. Uh, his uh, his uh, it's not a jersey, but he, they 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 commemorate him yep. uh, at halftime. And I remember the thing: you like, come on, Lakers, you guys are playing like dogs. Yeah, yeah, he'll do it. Right. He will call you out like that, right. you know. And Vince Scully, no one say yeah, well, class. I'm not saying that. Chick Hearn is very classy, but very different, very way. And I think I appreciated both in their own way. And I'm glad that we were able to hear both of them in their heyday. For as long as we were able to hear him. You know, my favorite part about Ben, though, was when he would read lips. You'd be like, oh, that's fertilizer. That's fertilizer. Like, this guy is reading. <laughs> and he said, what are you talking about, man? Oh, that's fertilizer. Like, I'm like, this guy literally is reading the lips and editing, you know, what they're saying for TV. Yeah, but you, you completely get what is happening. You yeah. know, like, that's like, a genius like it's, it's a certain talent so he so they came over right while before they were fixing the dodger stadium they had to play in the coliseum yep now i don't know if you guys have seen pictures of that diamond in the coliseum mm-hmm. it is crazy like it's it's cavernous like the coliseum to be able to look at a baseball game you barely can see it so what they were doing is they were bringing those little transistor radios and so when they were bringing the transistor radios, they were looking at the game, but they were listening to Listen. the band. Yeah. So then that was what they were saying. That's when the love affair with the city and then started because they were getting the game that they loved, the players they loved, but they were listening to all Vinny, you know, and they were listening to Vince Scully. And, you know, that's true. We were Irish guy, you know what I'm saying? You know, oh. like through and through redhead guy, you know, coming through and just, He's just New Yorker, but he just loved him some Dodgers, man. You, know, you, he, just, you love it. You just, as as a native Angelino, all of mm-hmm. us Los Angeles natives, you just can't uh, you can't overstate the influence, um, his voice, and just hearing it on uh, for our, our our entire lives. Yes. Um, up until he retired, you'd hear it and you'd instantly relax. You'd instantly kind of get ready to, yeah. you know, watch the game. Or even if you weren't watching, just have it on in the background. This mm-hmm. or that. Similar with Chick. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, baseball is a slower game. Mm-hmm. So it's more, mm-hmm. you know, let's let's it's more it's more the marathon than the mm-hmm. sprint, right? Mm-hmm. NBA is more the sprint. Um, but just uh, as Angelinos, again, you, you just can't understate or overstate the the impact that he had. Um, he's woven into 
the fabric of America, but definitely the fabric that built Los Angeles. No question about it in Los yeah, Angeles absolutely. sports. Absolutely amazing. You know what's crazy? Like we've had we've had a lot of announcers in this town that still pales in comparison to say Chick Hearn and and Vince Scully. And I'm gonna just throw out a couple of names that were really good yep. professional that started in Los Angeles and still I think Dick Emberg. Mm-hmm. Was also started. I think he started in Los Angeles. I think, if I'm not making mistaken, I think Al Michaels used to t- used to call Bruin games. I think it was that. so. Al Michaels, do you believe in miracles? Mister Al Michaels mm-hmm. himself mm-hmm. literally is still not on the level of in, and and right. that's how we were still blessed. We're blessed with those guys. You don't even knew. You didn't even know because they were just like it's kind of like when you were like remember back in the day when a lot of people don't remember. That Chick Hearn used to call uh, uh, UNLV basketball games. I remember that back on yeah. Channel 56 on KDOC. <laughs> the, the Running Rebels on KDOC. Awesome. Awesome. And they were literally, Chick Hearn, like, what the? Chick Hearn calling the games? Like, so, yeah. So, it's so, and then, you know, and, and then Vince Scully calling baseball, football games. They wanted him to be the voice of Monday Night Football at one point. You know, it's it's just, I mean, yeah, we, we lost a, a great one, man. It's going to be sad, but. You know, I'm glad to see the love around the league. That's when you know. When everybody's yeah, yeah. giving him yeah. that love, yeah. Yeah. then you know. And and there'll never, ever be any broadcasters anywhere mm. in any sport that will ever compare. No. Uh, they just won't exist. Nobody stays that long. Nobody shows up, doesn't miss game. It just doesn't right. happen anymore. Right. Um, I'm going to give uh, one more shout-out because, again, look, they're, they're not our team, the Clippers, but they had Ralph Waller for a long time. Yes. And he's a great announcer as well. I did like Ralph Waller. I, I did. You know what? A lot of people at first – I mean, because – I mean, I used to make fun of, oh, me, oh, my. Oh, me, or, oh, my. Or, or, bingo. Lawler's Law. Yeah, Lawler's Law. First but he had him. And he was consistent. And he had his thing. And, yes, I did, like, bingo. Yeah, you know, and they're not our team, but that's yeah. how blessed we were. But you can that recognize. anywhere else, he'd be a legend yes. in their town. Yes. And any, you know, and yes. here we're like, well, you're you know, second Lawler. fiddle to all these guys, but you're still a great announcer. Very much so. Um, yeah, it, absolutely amazing, guys. Okay, we got to keep going. Uh, we only have an hour show. Um, we have to discuss this. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and put it out there and then make my point about it. Uh, Brittany Griner, uh, WNBA star, of course, uh, you know, stuck in Russia in a Russian prison. Uh, she was caught with, I guess, one gram of uh, THC pen, uh, marijuana pen in uh, Russia in her luggage, and they arrested her. Um, there's been lots of talks, free Britney, free Britney. Um, obviously nobody likes that, uh, an American or anyone is, is stuck in prison over something that here we is legal now, uh, for the most part, um, mm-hmm. maybe not, you know, federally, but, um, look, uh, this is no surprise. The, this was, was absolutely necessary, um, in order to facilitate the prisoner swap. Okay. Um, Russia was already drooling at the fact that they had a, a piece that America and American fans would want back. There's no way they weren't going to utilize that in order to gain what they want, which is a prisoner swap. So it's absolutely no surprise. Um, anyone who was shocked by that, um, shouldn't be because that was exactly what's expected. And now 
the U.S. and Russia can now discuss the terms. If they say she's innocent, let her go. They don't have a pawn anymore to trade. They don't have that asset, at least on their side. So there is no surprise that this is how it went down. This is exactly how I think most legal experts would have expected it. Whether you agree with it or not, um, you know, that's to be your case. In my opinion, um, when in Rome, act like Romans, you know, um, obviously it was a mistake, but it's a cocky mistake. It's a, mm, it's okay, I'll get away with it, you know, um, or I'll take a chance. Uh, you don't want to do that. There's certain places in the world you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that in Dubai. You don't want to do that in Russia. You don't want to do that in Turkey. Um, yeah, you ain't seen Midnight Express? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> right. um, you just don't do that. Uh, with that, she will be home. She will not spend nine years in a Russian prison. They're not going to let her out early. They're going to swap her for a prisoner swap, um, and she will be back. Now, how she is viewed by America and American sports fans at that point, I think it'll change a little bit. I think right now everybody's free Britney. I think when she gets back, it's it's okay. Now it's our turn to kind of tell you, you done effed up. Yeah. You know, you messed up. What were you thinking type of thing? Uh, it's not, you know, to pile on right now while she's in prison. But I, I don't know. Um, Stat, do you feel like uh, she is going to come home? We don't know exactly when she is. Do you think it'll be a open door right back into the WNBA? Um, at this point in time, they might do, may might. Re- only reason why I'm saying because they did some demonstration when they found the news out. They had this moment of silence or they did something in the WNBA. I forgot what they did, but um, like kind of like, you know, commemorating, not commemorating, but like, you know, understanding that Britney's in jail for nine years and now we want to acknowledge that. Um, and so they won't ding her on conduct you know, unbecoming of the league. Um, if we're really being technical, though, it is that because it is, it is literally if you another, put yourself if, if, in if position. One of those, if a WMD player in the yeah. States today got caught with that in a U.S. airport, she's suspended. Right. And that, and that would be that. And this, is, and this is now she's used as a political pawn. So now they're looking at it like her being a, like some kind of political, you know, uh, um, um, prisoner. Um, but I'm with you guys when when in Rome, you know better, and you too, and you and, and what doesn't she play professional ball there? Doesn't yeah, she that's what she there? was doing there. Yeah. So you know the rules. You know the rules. you know the rules, and yes, you it's hard. And yes, it's that. stupid because in America, weed doesn't get you. I mean, well. Let's take that back. There's a whole bunch of people. Well, That's still, why it's hypocritical. Right. There's so many people in Thank America you. that still in that, jail that are for serving mil- 30 years for marijuana crimes. For, for possession. Yes. With no intent to distrib- distribute. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. You know, so, yep. Absolutely. I mean, you know, look, I mean, it, it definitely is a touchy subject, but, but I, but I did, ha- did get annoyed at, the narrative, you know, I'm, I'm a narrative guy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so when you go and you say, okay, Brittany Griner is wrongfully accused, but she pled guilty. I'm like, okay, so no longer is she wrongfully accused, <laughs> right? Like, you know, uh, when you go and say, well, that's not fair, I said, but we, our U.S. government rules and guidelines and Russian rules and guidelines are different, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, over here, I think the maximum is two years. If you get that, Iman Schubert, 
yeah. just got caught with more yeah. than what yep. uh, Randy yeah. Griner did. And, you know, he was home that same day and he's probably going to get probation. Mm-hmm. Right. But then these are the laws of, again, the United States. Mm-hmm. We cannot go and dictate what the laws are of other countries because we don't want them to dictate what the laws are exactly. over here. Right? That's important. That's really important because so, that's a point, Mike, because if a Russian player came here, committed a crime that we consider heinous, but it's legal in Russia. Yeah. Right. How are we treating it? Oh, okay. You know, yeah. diplomatic immunity. No, no. Right. So, that, so I mean, I think that's kind of like, First of all, I think it's very unfortunate. I, I, you know, my personal opinion is that, you know, she definitely should be back over here. But, dude, you know where you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you, you, you know, you, you want to Russia. You, you know that you probably didn't know that he was been there before. You probably yeah. didn't know that he was about to that he was about to go and attack Ukraine. <laughs> but you, but you knew that there was conversation about it, dog. Like, like you knew these things were kind of going on. Like, I, I just don't, it's just so, it's so unfortunate that she made a mistake. And there people are blaming, are comparing, I don't know if you got her with Neangelo went over to China, yeah. China and, and the sunglasses. And all. <clears throat> yes, look, they could have, yeah. they could have reamed him and the same that thing, but they decided not to, right? But I, I just hate the, for people to say it's unfair. Because your 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 response and your reaction to it is based off of emotion mm-hmm. versus of what the laws are. The realities. Right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and unfortunately, like, look, you know, I want to get away with something. You know what I mean? If I, you know, if I run a red light, you know what I mean? I want to get away with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if I get away with it, cool. Mm-hmm. If the cop catches me, I'm still right. going to ask him to get away with yep. it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, if but you get I the deserve ticket, the ticket. Which is ticket. I deserve the <clears throat> ticket. So I just got lucky. But that's not, you know, I just don't think that it should be an exception to the rule. And I hate this. You know, I just, I, you know, she, once you say, yeah, I did it. And I understand the political politics behind it, all that type of stuff. But you just can't say that she was wrongfully accused at that point. Mm-mm. No. Uh, um, I, I do. I think it's unfair. You know, for what she did and what they're doing, and are they using her as an example? Absolutely, but this ain't your first time in Russia. Mm-hmm. You know this, they, they, you know, and, and and it's well known. You go to other countries, you have to go, you have to act a certain way. Um, you know, we're very United States as a whole is very very liberal to a lot of things mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the world. To, compared to the rest, of the world. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, yep. And, you know, and I was gonna leave it there. Yep. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's like that dude. Remember that dude in Singapore? Yeah. And the guy caught with doing the graffiti, and they caned him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey right, man. Right. Hey. That's hey, what it you is. You may have not realized that they came fools out there right. for doing graffiti, but you learned a valuable lesson. You can't be doing what you think you could do in L.A. and think you can get or L.A. or the United States and get a slap on the wrist. Yeah, I was and, just talking to my friend. He was talking about they got him. He was in the military. He was chewing gum in Dubai. They yep. was like, yo. Can't chew gum. There's no chewing gum in Dubai. In Dubai, right? They wanted to arrest him for chewing gum. Now, I mean, now, something like that, I'll say, okay, I get that you did not know yeah. that there's no gum in Dubai. Right. You know, um, another story: um, a uh, entertainer or show host was in Dubai yeah. and had to go to the bathroom, urinated outside. <laughs> Can't do that. Urinated. Yeah. 
again can't do that you always got those are things that you just may not have known but drugs yeah <laughs> any right. type of drug drugs you know if she was in Amsterdam, she'd be good you know you know she was like that's what i'm saying but she she i mean no, Russia, man, it's Russia. They're crazy right, so, out there. So, so I, mean, I, I would put the bet on not that to bring light to this or make it lighthearted, but I'd put the bet that um, she's sitting in an interview with Gail King within a year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Gail King is. I be really one. believe that's possible. Look, you know what? And there are reports that the. I mean, I guess they they're real cool with her. Like the they're treating her well. The, they said Russians have they taken will not. They the, do, they have taken a liking to uh, her. I mean, I know it's an unfortunate situation. But she's, she's being treated. She's by like the best treated. prisoner out there. Yeah, I'd imagine. Right. Yeah, they can because they know if they harm a hair on her body, God, then yeah. it, then that's, it's an international incident. It's already an international incident. Yeah, but they're in, but Russia right now is going not our fault. Yeah, you're yeah. American. But if they harm a hair on her body, that's a different yes, story. Totally There's different. no way they're going to chance that. Okay. Yeah. So everybody here, you join us. You know, you watch the Profanity Nation podcast, which means you know that we finish each show with a segment we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. Money Mike is going to go ahead and share his thoughts or opinions on a topic. And it's simple. He just wants to know, are those thoughts inbounds or out of bounds? Money Mike, you got the mic. So, so I'm going to piggyback again on this Brittany Griner situation on why she even is over there, right? Mm -hmm. and one of the biggest problems is that the WNBA ain't making no money. Right. They're a bunch so, of plumbers. You know, and, <laughs> and, and, and Shout out so to <laughs> I've been I've been like looking at kind of research, trying to figure out how can, you know, like how much money is like enough, right? You know, for you to kind of live and and it really is kind of pathetic. Like I think you, you the lowest salary is like sixty eight thousand a year and max salary like is like two fifty a year. That's what you're doing. Um, look, look, it, it, it's horrible. They're not making money. Uh, uh, it, you know, it gets supplemented by the NBA. Everybody knows that. Nobody goes to the games. I mean, sports tickets are like five dollars. You know, um, right. but yo, am, am I out of bounds, man? That they need just to figure. They need to call up Candace Parker and say, "Hey, how did you get on TNT?" Or call up Chingay and say, "You know, how did you get on ESPN?" Like, you know, they're yeah. you know. Be be a model like uh, what's that girl that don't want to play basketball? Cambridge, yeah. Like you know what I mean? Be an Instagram like. Am I out of bounds for say, yo? There are so many other ways you guys can make money legally. Not you know, and and people love to hear you guys talk. I would love you know. Am I out of bounds for them to say, hey, why don't y'all go apply for some of those jobs instead of trying to go play basketball overseas? The sum of the income stat. No, I think you're. I think you're inbounds. Um, because the fact that you know, well, first and foremost, I mean, they need to get their act together about paying these salaries. I mean, but they can't. You know, I mean, because of revenue. But the thing is, right. I thought we were like a, they were getting subsidized by the NBA. I thought we were kind of the NBA. Yeah, we helping like, them out. That's a problem. You know, like you know, but they need to, keep to the tune of I think ten million dollars a year. But look, here's my thing. Here's my thing. You bump that up. If I am a basketball player or whatever, the thing that I'm getting that helps me, even though my salary is not matching, I have exposure. Notoriety. People recognize mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, I could do some autograph signings for $10 or whatever. You know what I mean? And I could an do, endorsement. I, I, I could go and do some speaking engagements to, you know, to help out. You know, just something. Mm -hmm. Is that fair? Is it right? No. But maybe, you know, if you get another... 
fifty thousand a year, then you know you you. I think they they they, they can find means over here, and I and I hope mm. I'm not trying to sound. No, I'm just trying to find an alternative to, to having to go overseas. travel to dangerous mm. places. Um, I, I'm gonna say your inbounds, uh, and um, you know. I, I actually, I'm going to take a different approach and I'll probably get some hate mail with this. I actually think it's an insult to think, oh, we need to pay them more. Uh, forgive me. Um, nobody was subsidizing the NBA early years when these guys <laughs> right. had to work on summers. Um, that's what made the NBA what it is today. That's what made it possible for players to go there. In the early years, Bill Russell yeah. was working, you know, a Sunday job, was working, uh, uh, you know, uh, off seasons and, and do a, it's a hustle. It, it is what it is. You're in a league that literally is being subsidized and is a, still a startup league. It hasn't yeah. caught on like it should. Basketball is great. Watching it, the game is great. The, um, the, the actual play is great. Uh, they don't do a great job of promoting it. Fine. But it's just, it's in its early years. You don't have any real rivalries. You don't have any history. You have no point of reference to go back and say, well, when that team beat us 15 years, that's building. It takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the pioneers. These players are the pioneers of the league. And you have to accept that to say, oh, you're going to come in and just because somewhere else in the world, whether it's next door or not, they make millions doing this. Well, that's not that league, you know. Um, it just is what it is. I don't know. So to me, it's it's they're the pioneers of the league. Uh, fight for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, fight for your league. Make the basketball uh, as best as you can, and 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 do what you have to do to survive. Yep. You know, but uh, if you have to go overseas, I'm okay with that. But just follow the law. Yeah. Just take care of yourself. You know, don't get cocky. Don't get uh don't assume that you're bigger than anything or bigger than this or bigger than the game or bigger than a country or bigger than a law um if you're in pain and you need something for pain you're going to find something different when you go to russia mm-hmm. um you know an agent has a responsibility there if it's true that she has a prescription for marijuana for pain then the agent should know that the agent is sending her over to Russia, should be telling her, do not bring that. You are not allowed. Um, They should, they have people that are making small amounts of money off their money that are supposed to be looking out for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, There, there's many ways to have avoided this. And um, you know, this is a lesson that probably needs to be taught. Unfortunately, she's the one who's taking the hit Mm -hmm. for everybody, but hopefully the other players will learn and it'll change some things. Uh, guys, thank you so much. This was a great episode as always. Uh, yeah, next good. week we have a great guest. We have great guests coming up for the next five weeks. Oh, so yeah, be sure excited. to join us, oh, yeah. uh, coming up and, uh, pretty soon we're going to have on the show, the great Peter Vesey. Uh, we, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Peter Vesey is going to be on Be sure to keep up to date on our Instagram and YouTube. So that way you don't miss that show. We'll let you know. You'll see the promos uh, until then. This is the Profanity Nation podcast, voice of the professional fan for Money Mike, Stat Pat, our producer, Dewan. I'm Sibsta. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Peace.